Hey, hey. Bow, 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 bow. <laughs> Welcome to Making Changes You Love to Live With podcast. I'm Kirsten Galfan, your host. I started my company, Fitness Inspired, in 2008. I have my master's degree in exercise science. And yeah, I started my company with the mission and the vision of making changes you love to live with. And I'm so excited to continue doing that every single day. And I'm going to be here weekly with your dose of inspiration, applications, strategies, and tips to make changes you love to live with. Yay! Thank you for being here. It's so great to see you, Sarah. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Yes. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. So the name of this podcast is Making Changes You Love to Live With. And I heard you say something a couple weeks ago that I was like, yes, that is needed for making changes you love to live with in our life. So of course, uh, I was like, will you be in this podcast? <laughs> said yes. So thank you for saying yes. Thank you for being here. Can we just start by you telling us a little bit about yourself and the lens you see the world and your work in. So just introduce yourself a little bit in that way. Oh, wow. Yes. Um, <laughs> well, first of all, thank you for uh, having me again. And um, I love that you have this community. So once you asked me, then I did my homework and I was like, oh, what is all this? And I saw that you have the radio show thing and you have the podcast and I love that you have this community. Uh, one of the lenses I see the world through is that one of the hardest, most heartbreaking things is isolation and when we struggle in isolation. And so I love community in all of its forms. And I love that you have this uh, positivity and you genuinely want to help people become healthier. And then you say, hey, let's be a community and support one another and do that. So I love what you have going on here. Thank you. Uh, Yeah. Um, so I am a therapist. I'm a licensed professional counselor in the Grand Rapids area. And I just consider it such a privilege to come into the sacred space of a person's life. And I work with couples, I work with individuals, I work with families. Um, and just that I can come alongside of a person or a couple and help them journey through whatever life is thrown at them. And sometimes that's healing um, from past wounds or working through some trauma. Sometimes that's grieving. Sometimes that's working on communication skills or figuring out what barriers are there that are getting in your way. Um, so, yeah. Awesome. Well, that was really fun. It's always fun to hear people's like origin story and kind of a little piece of it. That was just a teeny piece of it. So thank you for sharing that. And uh, that we're, we're really focusing on this month. Green means grow, right? Mm-hmm. So green means grow and you help people as individuals, like you said, and in relationships grow. And I, uh, I just wanted to talk to us or have you talk to us a little bit about what kind of comes up 
like what we can learn from growth. So immediately, whenever I think of growth, I think of up leveling, you know, getting out of the current comfort zone and moving past that. So right away, Mm -hmm. there feels like, you know, that resistance come through. Uh, What do you see? Do you see something on repeat with people or uh, families, couples that stops them in their tracks from growing that we can maybe, if we're aware of it, kind of navigate around? Do you have anything that comes to mind? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think that worrying too much about what others think uh, has been something I've been working on my whole life. And I think when we compare ourselves, we, um, we just rob ourselves of that ability to feel comfortable enough in our own skin and to have the perspective to see that there's so many factors that are at place so that I'm not supposed to be the mom or the woman or the colleague that someone else is, that I've got my own unique circumstances. And so I think in order to grow, so many times we are still beating ourselves up, either in the present, um, because we're doubting ourselves or we're comparing ourselves or else we're beating ourselves up about something in the past. And so trying to look at increasing your self-awareness so that you can, um, I think one of the phrases that you said you responded to was the Sophia Bush uh, quote of, you can, you're allowed to be both a masterpiece and a work in progress simultaneously. And so, that idea of the growth goes with the work in progress, but also being able to see ourselves um, for the masterpieces that we are. And so let's talk about that a little bit, because I think I have this weird thing and maybe it's not weird. Maybe more people have it, but I have this weird thing that I notice that I, if I'm growing, which I always want to be growing and improving, then if I just like accept myself as a masterpiece, I won't be growing. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So how can we live in that same land of being a masterpiece and a work in progress? Like what is something, a practice we can try or some thoughts you have on that when I feel I'm nervous. Like there's a part of me clearly that's nervous. If I say like, Kirsten, you are good. (laughs) Don't even worry about it. Then I'll be like, oh, you know, I'm done. Just lay on the couch now. (laughs) Right. Right. Yeah. I think it's, uh, yeah, I think it's getting rid of that either or thinking. Mm -hmm. And I think there's a lot of you know, some people consider it black or white or leaving, living in the extremes, but I think there's actually very few things in life that are either, or I think it's, and, and, you know, so you're talking about believing in, um, two things that can coexist in you at the same time. And so, um, you know, even with kids, I talk about, um, you know, we can be sad, and excited at the same time. And like then coming up with scenarios, right. Or I can be 
worried about somebody else, yet so thankful for what I have. And so we're able to hold those dichotomy, those, those things there, and it can be the and. And so I think, yeah, I think you break it down the idea of masterpiece and works in progress. You can look at, I mean, so this is fitness. Let's look at the physical side of things, right? Um, I think that, yes, it's easy to look in the mirror and see all the areas that I am still a work in progress and that I hope I keep progressing. Um, But also having grace for ourselves and taking the time to celebrate what is there. And so looking in that mirror, what else do I see? I see um, a body that can move and run and um, do things. I see my C-section scar uh, that reminds me that I was able to carry life and that that's a blessing that not everyone gets to um, experience. And I can be amazed by how my body heals itself. And so I can be thankful and celebrate what is there. And there's that greater perspective again of realizing um, maybe I can do things now that I couldn't, or maybe there's people in my life who can't do things I'm doing. So just being grateful for what you have. And then, and also saying, I really want to tone up this area, or I really want to be able to, you know, run a 5k or whatever it might be. Yeah, exactly. And I think, you know, me, I'm always like, okay, so we, um, I think we can do that even with the same exact thing. Like as you were explaining Mm -hmm. this, because this is my world, right. I'm always Mm -hmm. like, that's one of the lenses I see the world in is through what we are able to do when we ask our body to do something and adapts. It's crazy. It is, yes. Crazy how our bodies and our minds, it's not as visual in our minds, but can adapt. And so, you know, when you were explaining to do the and thing, I think a challenge for us, a practice we can try is for it to be the same thing. So take the same exact example and we say, I'm a masterpiece because... And I desire this because about Mm -hmm. the same exact thing, whether that be, you know, your cardio endurance or anything like it Mm -hmm. can be, it can be absolutely anything. But of course I'm thinking like squats and stuff. (laughs) (laughs) That's what comes to mind. I mean, even the masterpiece of giving yourself the credit for in this crazy pandemic world we're living in, you showed up for that workout. There are so many things which could have gotten in the way, but you are there. I'm here to, I've set aside this time for my personal well-being. I'm a part of this community and I'm going to make my body work. And that is an accomplishment. I'm a masterpiece just that I showed up here today. Now let's see how many squats I can crank out. Exactly. Yes, I love that. (laughs) The most important muscle is the showing up muscle. If we Mm -hmm. just show up, if we can just show up and I'm, I designed a whole program around it that we're rolling out this month. If we can just show up for 10 minutes and show up for 10 minutes the next day, 
the rest will work itself out. Like you keep showing up and it will work out. And that is just, just magic. And, um, so yeah, there has been times where, you know, medically they told me I can't like Kirsten, you cannot do. And then they scared me with the reasons why I couldn't, Mm -hmm. um, work out, but I'm so thankful for my job and the fact that if it wasn't for my job, I wouldn't have showed up because I couldn't do like, but 0.5% of what I was asking others to do in, in my coaching and my workouts. And so, Mm -hmm. but that was just like a really huge thing for me to stay mentally strong of staying, like I'm still showing up Mm -hmm. and I still have that habit of showing up and you're, body and your mind will adapt and grow. And the growth that you probably experienced because you had to give yourself grace and Mm -hmm. accept that this isn't how I'm used to showing up for, you know, these wonderful team members of mine. It is what I have to offer. And that's Mm -hmm. great. They're still going to benefit from what I have to offer. Yes. Oh, that's so good. Okay. So let's talk about when we push up against our resistance, our own resistance. So let's say, you know, we do some work on saying, you know what, I'm not going to, here's how I'm going to practice showing up. And here's how I'm going to practice not worrying about what other people's perception of me is. And we do the work on that. But then we come up against another roadblock of resistance. What do you suggest? So we kind of covered awareness. Um, What would you suggest when we feel our own resistance come up? Good question. Um, Do you have a specific example of something that you see often come up in yourself or in others? So, okay. So resistance of this is new. This feels weird. Why is this happening? I don't like the level I'm at right now. I just had Mm -hmm. something the other day that I was like, this is needs, needs to happen. Like it was clear to me that it's going to happen, but, um, right away, I know that I haven't done this sort of thing before. And so I thought, Oh, it's going to come out wrong and weird and not feel like myself. Mm, so, mm-hmm. and that will sometimes stop me if I don't have like an accountability. So for me, I do need accountability for one, but mm-hmm. um, I still, sometimes that's still not enough. Like I don't want to show up growing up. I, Oh, this is, this is a total defense mechanism. You're going to have a field day for this. <laughs> okay. So bowling. All right. I don't like sports that you can't will yourself to win. Like mm, bowling, mm-hmm. golf. If you just like muscle through it and try harder, it's not going to work out for you. So yes. do you know, every time bowling, I would just do like goofy. I would not try. I would like do tricks and be weird about bowling because, because if I'm not going to get a great score, then I'll be able to yeah. blame it on the fact that oh, I'm having fun and being silly. Yeah. I'm just like not trying clearly. So Mm -hmm. that is my defense mechanism. So I don't want to show up 
and I see Addison already doing this. Um, I don't want to show up for something if I'm not going to be able to do it well. So talk mm-hmm. to me about that. Just go ahead and rip me apart. It's oh, all no. good. <laughs> Let's do it. All right. I mean, I think that when it's, it's something that you know you want to do, like you said, but but you're coming up against the, oh, I don't know how to do this. It's different. Reminding yourself of the why. So taking the time to say, okay, why is this important? Why did I ever decide that this is something I wanted to do um, to, to try a new type of activity and to say, oh, okay, well, I'm doing it for, you know, the social aspect of it. I'm doing it because someone I love wants to do it. Um, I'm doing it because I want to be healthier. I'm doing it because I want to be a role model of prioritizing my health to the people around me. And so reminding yourself of that bigger perspective of why, Mm -hmm. and then what if it goes bad? Like, what's the worst case scenario? The worst case scenario is that you fall and look silly because you lost your balance or you mess up and don't eat well for two days, or you um, just don't perform at a level that you would want to. And, but reminding yourself, okay, I can survive that. I mean, I'm, I'm a big girl. I can, uh, I can have failures or bumps in the road along the way and learn from them and try again. Uh, No one's expecting me to be perfect. And so why am I expecting that of myself? Right. Um, and if others are expecting too much of me, well, that's where I got to, re- you know, worry less about what they're thinking. Yeah. Um, I think that's really does that cool. answer. Yeah, that does. And I think that's really cool. And I have a little more grace for my 15 uh, year old self with bowling too, because if my goal was not to be awesome at bowling, why not just be goofy with my friends? Like, allow myself to be like C minus at bowling and remember the why. Like, so if my goal is to improve at bowling, then I say it's like showing up, it's showing up Mm -hmm. and I'm Mm -hmm. allowed to, like you said, show up and be clunky. And, Mm -hmm. you know, at first I like that. Let's do one more example. So um, when there's resistance to changing my eating habits, this is still from yourself. And I want you to go into when it's resistance from somebody else too, and to kind of come around. Mm. But this is still for ourselves. So changing my eating habits, knowing that I'm making progress, but want to return to old habits. So you kind of want to, so the resist, the internal resistance of wanting to go back to your kind of baseline. And there's an interesting thing in your body um, from like the, I guess the there's a set point theory in weight. Yeah. And homeostasis when you're talking about like the science side of it. And so like our body wants to go back to what it's used to. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes when I'm working with people, they have a couple months in a row where they make like amazing, crazy strides in their fitness life, whether that be, you know, something about inches, something about their physical testing, their endurance, whatever it might be. And I remind people that part of the growth and part of the work is getting your body happy 
at your new spot because mm-hmm. it's going to want to go back the, the longer. So that's what I think of right away, but talk to us from like the, you know, the um, behavioral or the brain side of it when mm-hmm. it comes to wanting to go back to our norm, mm-hmm. even though you yeah. see a little progress. That's interesting. Right. I like that. Right. Example. No, it is. You'd think that that little bit of progress would be enough mm-hmm. to keep you chasing after that carriage. But like you yeah. said, there's this temptation and it's because it's familiar. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that asking ourselves, okay, what else is going on in my life right now besides my decisions around my diet? Um, am I, am I extra tired? Am I extra stressed out? Is there conflict? Is there something else happening? And that's why my body is like, Oh, you've been putting this effort into the diet, but now you need to put your brain energy and into dealing with these other things. So, you know what, like, let's just push pause on the healthy eating and let's go back to what we know. Like I just, want a bowl of ice cream with caramel on top of it. And, um, and then letting yourself assess, okay, how bad are those things? If life is really, really, really hard, then maybe you let yourself have a little grace and you say, you know, you say, okay, I can, uh, make an exception. Uh, and, but, doesn't have to mean I totally throw the baby out with the bathwater tomorrow. I'm, you know, starting with my healthy breakfast and I'm going to keep going. Um, but also saying, okay, if, if, if it's because I'm so stressed at work, then asking yourself, okay, what are my other stress relief tools that I can use? Or is there something I can do to delegate or to change deadlines? Or, you know, what else can I do if I'm, parenting just has me um, feeling overwhelmed. What do I need to do with that? You know, calling a friend, talking to somebody else, doing a relaxation tools. Um, yeah. I don't know. I mean, you're, you're really experienced with coaching and people you know, are doing their diets. What do yeah. What do you know? So I love that. So the two things I would add, I love all that. The two things I would add is like you said, um, not making a habit of it. So the next opportunity, so let's say it's a bowl of ice cream in the evening. So your, your next evening, don't get the momentum shifted in that direction. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I feel like three opportunities in a row. So like three evenings in a row of having ice cream shifts your momentum. Mm-hmm, so that is one mm-hmm. thing to just have that like knowledge and apply that knowledge of saying like, you know what? that is something that's worth it to me to stay. Like for me, it's not worth it to me to shift my momentum. It might be worth it to have the, the bowl of ice cream that one night, it might be worth it in assessing that. I like that. The idea of also going back to basics. So when I know that I'm struggling, that idea of, okay, what is the simple goal back to basics is for me, as cliche as it is, I'm like, okay, drink more water. You know, like if that guy just honestly, right? Like if I am more hydrated, I'm feeling full, no matter what the rest of my meals look like that day, I'm going to drink more water. And so even if I'm feeling derailed over in these other ideas or other areas, if I go back to the basics and then I can show myself, okay, you still have the ability to 
cling to some of these foundations, you know, foundational blocks so that you can write the ship um, yeah. the next day or whatever it might be. So have the bowl of ice cream, then drink a big glass of water before bed. Exactly. And next morning, drink a big glass of water and go from there. Straight away. I like it. And it's, you know, adding, like you said, drink the glass of water, add the vegetables rather than saying mm-hmm. like, I'm having to take something away from myself. And I thought of my mm-hmm. other thing. Okay. When, when you're asking, and this can be with any new behavior. Okay. So think of the last new behavior or the current new behavior that you're working on, right? It takes some discipline and some brain power, like you were saying at first, especially. So when you're asking a lot of yourself in this new area, you're asking a lot of yourself, it's new, it's not what you're used to, then I want you to give more to yourself in Mm -hmm. self-care kind of ways, in, in support. Like I think of if Addison, for whatever reason, had to have this like really crazy diet for like a medical treatment, let's say, mm-hmm. what would I do for her? I would make the environment as supportive as possible. Right. I would make that as easy on her as possible. And why don't we do the same thing for ourselves? Mm-hmm. Let's do the mm-hmm. same thing for ourselves. Mm-hmm. So the next time you're asking a lot of yourself for someone else or for, you know, getting healthier, then let's go ahead and give a lot of ourselves too. Okay, good. People are loving, loving it. Let's finish with this because I feel like it is easy for us to say, I can't grow because this other person, or I can't grow because they keep doing this, or I can't grow because society has done this, or, you know, I've experienced this you know, so blaming it on something outside of ourselves or a relationship or a person. So talk to us about that and how we can flip the script on that and be empowering and be empowered rather than blaming and say like, oh, whether that's out loud or to ourselves that I can't grow because, and then we just Mm. like give up on it. Mm-hmm. That's a loaded yeah. question. If you ever <laughs> so many different jumping off points. Um, I mean, <laughs> I think that it's. Um, I just kept hearing, you know, you're trying to shift the blame because you're not having the con- like the self control to do what you want to do. Mm-hmm. I think that. I think that yeah, we can look at all of the external factors. We don't have control over any of that. And so reminding ourselves at any season of life, what do I have control over? And it's really my choices that I am making. Um, And so I think prioritizing that if I can't control other things and all I can control is myself, then it is important enough to work on myself and make that a priority. So I saw in the comments when you were talking about doing something for your daughter versus yourself, somebody said something about the stakes aren't the same. Uh-huh. Like you don't view the stakes. Okay. So that was Katie. That you don't view the stakes as high for yourself. And so changing that and saying, okay, but if I want to be able to support my daughter, 
or anybody Mm -hmm. else. I have to be in a healthy place myself. I have to, you know, fill up my own cup before I can pour it into other people's cups. And I can't, yep, you know, whatever external factor I'm blaming it on, I have no way of knowing if it's going to last a week or a month or what. And I, but I can choose what I do when I wake up in the morning, when I carve out time for self-care, when I try to center myself and ground myself with the bigger perspective and, you know, whether that's bringing spirituality in or those, you know, what are my big picture goals? And then using all of that to remind yourself that it's important for me to be as healthy as I can. So I can show up for others and I can let myself get derailed by shifting it like, oh, but my husband's still having chips. I want to have that bowl <laughs> of chips, you know, um, or, okay, I know that I need to control myself and I want to be healthy. And so what am I going to do in this moment? And then doing something, right? It's not just taking, like you said, it's not taking it away. It's saying, okay, what am I going to What am I going to get up and do? Or what is a healthy substitution I can have? Or what am I going to go do to distract myself? Um, or am I going to ask him to put them away? Um, <laughs> whatever it might be. <laughs> Let's make a safe place for all of us and put away the chips. <laughs> right. Uh, I feel like there's so these questions that you're bringing up, they're so good, but they're it's broad and there's so many right. points. So I hope we're getting to helpful no, answers here. It is. It's so helpful. And I love those words that you repeated a few times is I can choose. I can choose. And so I'm big on mantras for myself. Mm-hmm. And when I notice something that is like a point of resistance or a limiting belief, I try to think of a mantra because whether I realize it or not, I'm repeating this other negative mantra. So I might as well think about that. And what stood out to me is just saying when I feel that resistance coming up or I feel uh, like I want to shift the blame to an external factor, I can say, I can choose. And then just fill in the blank, Uh, fill in the blank. I can choose, I can choose. And that is so empowering. And we can all think of something. And if you can't think of anything yet, just keep on repeating, I can choose and just get all the weird stuff out and you'll come up with a good one eventually. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Right? Just Mm -hmm. like start repeating that and you can do that. Well, thank you so much, Sarah. This was so fun. If we want to work with you or if we want to find out more, how could we, how could we do that? Uh, Havenalliance.com is my website. Okay. Um, and uh, that has my other contact information on it. So if you're looking for counseling, you can uh, email or call off of that. Um, and yeah, we can always, I'm always happy to help people find a good fit, whether that's myself or whether that's referring you to someone else. I know, um, with counseling, there's a lot of factors at play. There's always the, okay, are you going to bill insurance? And so we got to make sure that's a fit. There's virtual versus in, in person with this whole pandemic world we're living in, but I'm happy to help. Uh, try to get you plugged in because um, I always just applaud the individual for saying, Hey, I'm going to start prioritizing myself Mm 
Mm-hmm. And I'm going to choose to uh, set aside some time where I'm just working with a therapist to talk about life and what I'm going through. That's right. Awesome. So could we leave with thinking about, is there anything that really sticks out to you that you just like want people to know and to absorb into, if there's just like one thing that's just like coming up for you, like to say like, Kirsten, Karen, Kate, what in the world are all these K names to go ahead and just say like, this is what I want you to absorb and take into your life right now. Do you have anything that comes up for you? Yeah. Yeah. I think I go back to the community word and the idea of just stay in community because no matter how we're doing, if, it, if we're doing really well and we're going after goals and we're um, then, then that's when we get to pour into the other people in our community. But if you just stay a part of it, like don't isolate yourself because then when you are struggling, whether it's with an injury or, you know, stress or fatigue or your diet, whatever you're struggling with, um, the pressure isn't all on you to find the answers. And it can get so, so easy to think, oh, I've tried everything. But the reality is the moment that we put ourselves in that community where we're able to talk to others, well, then we find out, oh, well, here's a handful of things I can keep trying. So um, avoiding isolation and sticking with community. Yeah. And not feeling alone. That's the other thing. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, you feel the support, which is amazing, but that sense of feeling alone whenever pain comes up is mm-hmm. just is the worst and it's it's mm-hmm. a lot because we are not alone and so I love that thank you for leaving with that leaving mm-hmm. us with that you're awesome Sarah thank you thanks everyone else for showing up today yes and then um yeah I hope you guys have a good time trying to apply it because that's what's next right that is what's next. And we appreciate you. Thank you. Thanks. Take care. All right. See Bye. you, Sarah. Thank you for listening to Making Changes You Love to Live With Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget to subscribe. It's completely free. And share this with a friend. You never know when you could just make their day.